0: Going to military school.
1: Cadet Kelly did big things for Disney Channel in the early 2000s.
0: This movie is very heavy, and it really touches on a lot of family dynamics.
1: Great chemistry between Hillary and Christy. Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. Well, if you are a part of the Disney fan community, as well as the Hillary Duff fan community, then you may know my next guest. She is so cool, and I love her content online. It's so great. Tiffany Mink, welcome to Duff Enough.
0: My gosh, thanks for having me. We love a Hillary Duff queen. I'm very excited to talk about nothing but Hillary Duff.
1: Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. And you do have a great presence on social media as a Disney fan. This past Halloween, you do a lot of cosplay, but this past Halloween, you went as Cadet Kelly. And when I saw that, I was like, I've got to have her. I've got to have her on this episode.
0: It's so funny because Sarah, my best friend Sarah and I, we're like, we are super cut from the same cloth. We are like true sisters that found each other just because we're obsessed with Disney. And every year we do these really kind of deep cut. Disney costumes. And it was such a struggle to find like to come up with something that was interesting that we still wanted to do. And Cadet Kelly just kind of hit and made so much sense for us given like our personalities. So we were super, super happy with how everything turned out.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And I didn't know how you were going to top the Xenon cosplay. But because Cadet Kelly is my favorite DCOM, I mean, this this was gold.
0: Um, It was nice because they're the pieces that you would wear for the quote unquote costume are pretty wearable. So finding the pieces for me, cause I was Hillary and then Sarah was Chrissy Carlson Romano. And mm-hmm. I had to make that really horrible pink rhinestone shirt, which if you really look at the shirt that she's wearing, that's kind of on the movie poster, which she doesn't wear in the movie at all. Right. So it was kind of a, it was like, that's the definitive Cadet Kelly costume that if you think of a Cadet Kelly, you're going to think of her in that pink camo outfit, even though she doesn't wear in the movie at all. But the rhinestone pattern on that shirt is so bizarre. It makes no sense. Um, I think by the end of the night, maybe five or six had fallen off. It was kind of a mess. But it's, it's one of the tackiest things I think I've ever done. And it's fabulous.
1: Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And actually, I did the Lizzie McGuire unicorn sweater for Halloween <gasps> this year. So I'll have to send you a picture of that. Oh my Same gosh, situation please. though. I did DIY and all the little um, rhinestones as you were talking about. It was it was interesting, but oh it was fun. Oh my
0: God. It was so, it's so funny you said that because I'm obviously re-watching Lizzie McGuire. That is my quintessential childhood. And thanks to Disney Plus, I can finally watch that again, which I never, I truly never thought that I would be able to watch all of Lizzie McGuire in its like, complete full format. That episode when I just finished that like a week or two ago I was like oh my god I have to make that sweater at some point. So I'm excited to see yours and see how it turned out.
1: I will totally send it to you so you can see it. Yeah yours will be better but it's fine. It's fine.
0: No I'm sure you did great.
1: I tried. I I, I was like oh I'm so Tiffany Mink right now doing this. It's great. It's
0: great. (sighs) Oh my gosh I feel honored.
1: (laughs) Well I do have three questions as we get started here and this is going to test your Hillary fandom a little bit but First question, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie?
0: I've thought about this a lot, and I feel like I keep going back and forth between the Lizzie McGuire movie and uh, Cinderella story. Lizzie, I mean, the Lizzie McGuire movie was such an iconic moment for me, personally, being such a fan of the show and being able to see that long format and really kind of deep dive into one specific story arc. And obviously... Her and Gordo was such a moment that, like, I'll never forget. But something about the Cinderella story to me is just incredible. I love it. I think it's ridiculous and over-the-top and wonderful. I love any Cinderella iteration. So the fact that we got, like, our queen, Hilary Duff, like, the ultimate Disney queen, in my opinion, to do a Cinderella-related movie, I think was great. Yeah. I think I relate to her a lot in that movie because she she's, like – Working, I worked my butt off when I was in high school, and she's kind of like a tomboy kind of you know she wears like these baseball hats, which was totally me growing up. I was not like this girly girl princess that I am now. I like played softball and I wore like i I didn't even own a purse until like halfway through college. I don't know I like wore boys' clothes it was definitely my kind of aesthetic, so to see. Hilary Duff kind of in this very normalized, not over-the-top girly girl in this movie really resonated with me, but then she still gets this, like, beautiful princess moment. And I'm just, like, a sucker for any love story, like, any cheesy love story like that. It's Mm -hmm. my jam.
1: And you may appreciate this little tidbit of information, but the next time that you watch a Cinderella story, one thing that I heard them say in, like, a behind-the-scenes feature at one time is that, you know, they had trouble making Hillary Duff seem out of place because she is so, you know, beautiful of course. But in this movie she's not supposed to be the the popular kid, which happens a lot in a lot of her uh, performances, I guess. But they made her like wear all blue and made the other characters wear other colors. So and that was their kind of, you know, way of trying to make her stand out. I don't know. It seems like a weird oh, way, interesting. but, but no, okay. you're totally right. And that tomboy thing would have been right there hand in hand, so. Yeah, a little fun fact, great choices, great choices. Next question. What is your favorite Hillary Duff song?
0: I feel like it's why not? I catch myself singing that all the time, and I think it's it's only because of her like very funny like why not? It's such like an angsty kind of teen thing and a very uplifting song, really, and I think that that's that's like the Hillary Duff earworm that's stuck in my head for sure. I mean, dream, what dreams are made of is like phenomenal and great, but why not is stuck in my head way more often, I think.
1: Yeah. She did that at 15. 15.
0: <sighs> Amazing. What was I doing at 15? Oh, my God.
1: That's what I say to myself all the time. Like, <laughs> I compare myself to what Hillary was doing at certain, a certain age, and I'm like, what was I
0: doing with my life?
1: And my last little question for you here, what is your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire now that you've been kind of revisiting?
0: When her and Miranda go bra shopping is such such a great episode because every girl remembers that moment and i think it's played out so so well and i love her little like quip to Kate Sanders when they can't brush up without her mom and they're like we don't even need our mom and then they decide that they do so it's a really great kind of it touches it touches all of those moments right like they it's this really weird moment that they don't want to ask about doing and then Gordo gets involved And then they go to do it and she like kind of stands up to her mom for the first time. God, I'm dying when their principal or teacher is there in the shop. Like I can't even imagine if that happened to me being like 13 trying to shop for a bra and my teacher was in the store. I would just absolutely die. Like the stakes, the stakes I feel like are so high in that episode. And when they when they like go to her mom and they're like, we actually don't have any idea of what we're doing. I think it's super – Sweet. Like it's such a great lesson that Lizzie and Miranda both learned, but then their mom like her mom also, Joe, just being like, you know what? Like I do say that you're like a little adult and I should let you make your own decision. And yeah, you know, I think it's a really it's a really sweet episode and I feel like it's a roller coaster of everything that like happens throughout that. Like I have a lot of feelings about everything that's happening. Yeah. It's so good.
1: There's such a heightened experience to all of the episodes, but it's so relatable I personally didn't relate to that episode but it's been fun for me to have like so many girls on the podcast so far who've been like oh the bra episode was everything and so yeah. relatable so that's been super fun and that's a great choice again sit back relax and enjoy our silver screen queen it's time for block Dufster. So we are going to move on to Cadet Kelly now, which, like I said earlier, my favorite decom of all time. Where does this kind of rank in your your fave DCOMs, Tiffany?
0: I mean, Cadet Kelly is up there because it's not just Hillary Duff, but Chrissy Carlson and Romano. Having them both together was, I remember being super exciting when I was a kid because they both, you know, you're bringing Lizzie McGuire and Wren Stevens together and like what is truly such a bizarre movie I do think it's the most different decom like it's it feels very isolated and kind of in a category of its own which is great yeah so for all of, like all of that it ranks pretty high i would say it's pro- probably in my top 10 okay i mean good. i you know brink xenon johnny tsunami all of those are like god tier decoms for me but she's definitely in the definitely in the top ten, but I would have to make a pretty exhausted list to see how close she is to like five.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: I remember when all these movies were coming out and like every decom was just like a hit. It was a hit. It was a hit. Like hit after hit after hit. And yeah, it definitely falls in that category. And it was available for it was available on Disney Now for yeah. free pre-Disney Plus, it's been available for people to kind of watch more recently, mm-hmm. which is exciting because I feel like people are talking about it more like in the last few months than they have maybe in the last few years.
1: Yes. And I've definitely watched it in recent years on Disney Now, on demand, and for the 100 Ecoms celebration a few years ago. So it's been fun to revisit. Oh, where we
0: live streamed that whole thing. <laughs> yes,
1: you did. And that was amazing. Uh-
0: that was a moment. I ha- and I have I have that 100 decom logo oh tattoo my... on my body. Forever. That's
1: right. That's right. You did. We just want to explain for someone who doesn't know you. You did a live stream with vlogs and you all raised money for charity. It was so much fun. Like I was already living for the decom marathon, and then throwing that in there, it was it was amazing.
0: It was cool. Yeah, we had like Kimberly J Brown, like Marnie herself, came and watched Quince with us. Her schedule, like, we couldn't do Halloween Town with her because of her schedule. Um, But, I mean, the fact that we even got – and we got Gabriella from Brink, came and watched Brink with us. Like, it was really crazy what we were able to pull off. Um, But, God.
1: It was legit. It was legit. And I want to touch on something that you said while I go about Hillary and Christy Carlson Romano being in this together. Because this was kind of the start of, you know – Stars from Disney Channel shows being in Disney Channel movies, and certainly one where one of the first where they brought in like two stars from two different shows. And that became a huge trend, I feel like, from then on. Um, and, you know, we saw it later with like Selena and Demi did a movie, and of course, you know, Raven was in the Cheetah Girls. So it was like from that point on, you know, if you were the star of a Disney Channel sh- series, you also got your own DCOM.
0: It's great synergy, yeah. really, because, I mean, I don't know who would have been into one show versus the other, honestly. Like, I feel like if you're into Lizzie McGuire, you're also into Even Stevens. But if for whatever reason you weren't, then it was, kind, you know, you've got this Venn diagram of these, you know, there's a really large, like, cross-section of these two viewerships of these different shows kind of coming together to watch this one. And I feel like they realized that was a really good formula.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm going to drop some Cadet Kelly fun facts here. So, this movie premiered on March 8th, 2002. I do remember when it premiered and the reason I remember is because at at this point in time, like DeComps were coming out maybe like, every other month, it seemed like. And for whatever reason, like, my parents, is when I was a kid, they said, my parents said that my life revolved around Disney Channel. And it did, to be fair. And it was unhealthy, but whatever. And for whatever reason, <laughs> whenever I knew DCOM would come out, like, there would always be something going on. Like, I'd have something that I had to do, and I'd have to miss it, and we'd have to, like, tape it on the VCR, you know. Good times.
0: Ooh, good times. Yeah.
1: But for Cadet <laughs> Kelly, I didn't have anything going on, and it was perfect. Like, I got to just sit there and watch it as it premiered, and it was Hilary Duff who I was obsessed with already at this point, and this was really early on in her career though, too. I mean, Lizzie McGuire had only been out for a year. The only other, like, major film role she'd done uh, in a leading role was casper meets wendy so this was cool this was a big deal for this is a big part of hillary's uh, history for sure um but it was a huge hit 7.8 million viewers that was the highest rating for a dcom at that time it still ranks as the eighth most watched dcom premiere of all time and it's tied with the cheetah girls 2 i know it's tied with the cheetah girls 2 they had about the same and then get this high school musical is the ninth most watched. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wow. Now, now, HSM2 has like 17 million viewers, so it blew everything out of the water. But but I think that's pretty amazing. And I also noticed that the rest of the top 10, if you Google, are all from like 2006 on. So Cadet Kelly did... Big things for Disney Channel in the early two thousands.
0: Yeah, really holding her own. Good job, ladies. Yes,
1: love it, love it. And I don't know if you've ever seen the premiere photos. You may have from Cadet Kelly. It's it's not even a red carpet. It seemed like a very low budget premiere. But Hillary's like in this little like purple, almost it's, it's like spaghetti strap maybe dress. And Frankie Muniz was her date. Have you seen those pictures by chance?
0: I I would have to look to see if it's those photos specifically from whatever from that premiere. Um, but I have seen photos of them together, and they are so stinking cute.
1: Yeah. Well, and when you're looking those up, make sure that you look up also Lilane and Adam Lamberg, who are also at this premiere. Lilane was wearing a camo outfit, very fitting, and she has one of her pants legs, like, pushed up and the other's down. And it's just like, what is this fashion moment, Lilane?
0: Oh, I'm looking at these now. That is on the Disney lot. They're in front of, like, the commissary mm. area. Uh, these are hilarious and wonderful. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Oh, oh there's Elaine. She's oh, she's a mess. Look at those shoes. Wow, wow, wow.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's great. Another note I made here is just about how much the actors. Before we jump into the cast here, but how much the actors, like Hillary and Christy Cross and Romano, like how much they had to train for this movie and how much they had to learn because. I've never heard, you know, I'm not super familiar with military life and that sort of thing, but I've never heard any complaints about this movie. You know, I don't hear like, oh, that's super inaccurate. And I don't know. But they definitely learned a lot. And I think that they probably did their best to be as accurate as possible.
0: I mean, I will tell you, for so when Sarah and I did our Cadet Kelly costumes, it was like we have to learn a part of this routine i'm not going to call it a dance i don't know what exactly like you do call that but it's it's this like very specific that clapping routine right and it's really it was really hard to kind of copy it just based on the cuts in the movie during that scene are so erratic and it's so long but we tried our best to learn like as much as we could and it was incredibly difficult like, it's, it looks kind of, like, goofy a little bit when you watch it. And, like, I think anyway, like, I'm sure it's very serious. And I'm sure, you know, it's, there's weight to that in military school. But the way it's the way that it's edited that makes it kind of really intense, which is funny to me. Mm-hmm. But learning any bit of that was so challenging. So I can't even imagine how much training those girls went through to learn that. As well as the, like, all of the gun twirling. And stuff like, oh, my God, I can't imagine.
1: Yeah, no. And I definitely can say from childhood that the reason I had a toy rifle and some ribbons was because of Cadet Kelly. Like, I I could never do that routine justice, but I definitely tried.
0: I was a hardcore ribbon dancer growing up, for sure. I think I had one like before Cadet Kelly even came out. And then when I when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, we're the same.
1: There's also the episode, the rhythmic gymnastics episode of Lizzie McGuire. Same thing. <laughs>
0: A gifted athlete.
1: (laughs) Yep. Well, I'm going to run down the cast here. And so Hillary stars as Kelly Collins. And I love this character for her. I think she's so great in it. And I love also that there are hints of Lizzie in this character, but I also feel like it's a very different character. I mean, Kelly is super confident. She knows what she wants. And it's still a unique character for Hillary, I feel like, for sure. And then Christy Carlson Romano as Captain Jennifer Stone Totally different from her role on Ethan Stevens as as Rin. Um, I think she's so good in this. Honestly, like she's
0: amazing in this. Yeah, like I'm scared of her in this. Right? She's such a badass and is so like stern. It's like it's like jarring because you're like used to Ren. Um, I remember seeing this and I was like, is this actually the same person?
1: I I remember just being like, oh, I don't want her to be mean to Hillary. I want them to be friends, you know, which, you know, it turns out that they do at the end. But I love to love a villain, you know, Mm -hmm. especially like villains are having a moment. Like Meredith Blake from The Parent Trap is having a moment. And I bring her up because you also did her Halloween costume. (laughs) Amazing.
0: Thank you. That was so much fun. Like doing, um, who did I do? Also, like I did when I did Meredith Blake and then for Dapper Day, I was like this very 80s over the top Corella Disney bound. Mm. And all of my friends were like, being these like very chic villains is very fitting for you. And I'm like, this is who I am. This is my true self
1: continuing down the list here we have gary cole as joe slash sir and i feel like he's most famous now for that meme he's like in an office setting it's like that would be great but do you know which uh disney movie i knew him from when cadet kelly came out no he was in i'll be home for christmas starring jonathan taylor thomas he was the dad in that movie
0: oh my gosh uh jtt we stand.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So here he is playing a dad again, a very different uh, dad. And we see a great character arc for him as he's like the stepdad. And then he's not super loving. And then by the end, he, you know, learns how to love on Kelly. So it's great. We also have Linda Cash as Samantha, Kelly's mom. She is in movies like Cinderella Man, uh, Best in Show. Love that movie. She's also in the DCOM, Full Court Miracle. Shout out to Hanukkah. (laughs) Nigel Hamer as Adam. Kelly's dad. We have Sarah Gatton as Amanda, Andrea Lewis as Carla. She was in Degrassi, which I I remember like seeing Degrassi growing up, but I know like she's super well known for that. Rounding out the cast, we have Sean Ashmore who Super famous for the X-Men movies, and I didn't even know that that was him when this came out. So
0: Uh, such a babe. He's probably like one of the hottest people they've ever had in a DCOM.
1: I'm not gonna argue with you on that.
0: <laughs> I I mean, what uh oh my gosh. Brad. Brad He's such a brad. And
1: Kelly would know because she's been this close to in sync. And then also Amy Garcia as Gloria. She's been in a lot of stuff too, since Cadet Kelly, Dexter, Lucifer. And I love her in this, uh, this movie too. So I love this cast. It's a great cast, a very diverse cast, which I appreciate for 2002 and yeah, solid cast for a decom there. Jumping into the story now, you know, this movie is about a girl named Kelly and she, she goes to this performing arts school and her parents are divorced, which I think fantastic that they uh, showed two divorced parents in this movie who are very amicable and, uh, as the movie begins, we see Kelly and her dad have this great relationship, but he's like this world traveler, photographer guy, but they have a lifeline where they have cell phones and talk to each other. And her mom is actually dating this military man who we learned they're they're going to get married.
0: Yeah, the fact that they start off this movie with her basically making a documentary about her parents being divorced, I feel like was fantastic. Um it felt very fresh. It felt super unexpected for a decom. Right which I think was great and my parents my parents split when I was like 12 so that was that was great I think that resonated with a lot of kids and had never really been tackled in that way before on like a really kind of accessible kids entertainment and in such a positive way
1: yeah The stepdad, so Joe, I do want to talk about him for a second because immediately, as I was saying, we realized that he's not this, like, super loving... I mean, he's a military guy, and I think that he represents that very well. And when Kelly finds out they're going to get married, she's like, what am I going to call you? And he's like, Joe, sir, and she decides to go with sir. And again, we just learned that he's not super mushy, but we see him go on this uh, journey throughout the movie. And when Kelly finds out that they're moving... He has a new job. He's going to be the commandant for this military academy and Kelly's going to have to move schools and she is just this super like bubbly, energetic, artistic, creative girl. And this is not going to sit well for her. I love how she's like, I'm not going. I'm not going. Because I can totally remember doing that as a kid where it's like something I didn't want to do. It's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then you have to do it anyway, which is basically what happened with Kelly.
0: Yeah. I mean, that whole the whole like decision making process. I'm like, what horrible parents, honestly, (laughs) like they never. And it it pays off kind of later when she when her her mom are arguing and she's like, you never asked me. Mm hmm. And I feel like that's such an enlightening moment because it's like, it's true. Like, they're just like, this is what happens. And they never have any sort of, you know, discussion about it with her, like why it's happening or her feelings. And I feel like all of Kelly's kind of frustrations are 100% justified. And I feel like she powers through it in truly the best way that she can. And she's like such a good kid.
1: Yeah. And I love that she even though you know the situation is not ideal for her it definitely doesn't match up with her personality she goes into it with like this positive attitude in a way like she's not wanting to do it but she is super positive about it and i she's like i'm gonna change things at this school and all that which you know it winds up being the opposite the school changes her um but i can vividly remember being so inspired by that and like i had to go to cub scout camp as a kid and i wasn't really into that and i remember like i'm gonna be like cadet kelly and i'm gonna change cub scout camp to be amazing and all this stuff which oh, that's so sweet <laughs> yeah totally remember doing that um But yeah, like I said, I just I love that she, you know, despite the circumstance, she did have sort of this like not super diva attitude about it all.
0: Yeah, she's really she really kind of takes it on the chin and really wants her mom to be happy, which is the sweetest thing ever. And she knows that that's just kind of like, well, I've got to I've got to go through these motions for mom. And she loves this man. And I might not understand that, but I have – she takes a lot of responsibility on her shoulders, which is pretty crazy to do as, you know, like a 15, 16, 17-year-old to kind of look out for the best interests of your parents and what you have to sacrifice for that.
1: Mm, big things. Big things for Kelly.
0: It, like, truly is. Like, th- this movie is very heavy, and it really touches on a lot of family dynamics. Yeah. And I feel like it's underrated in that sense.
1: No, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's a lot of depth to it. and And it's – Interesting to me that it doesn't come off as silly either. So I appreciate that. So Kelly goes to George Washington Military Academy. She meets her friend Carla, who I love, and Carla kind of takes Kelly under her wing a bit, but she's also a little intimidated by Kelly. She's like, Who is this girl with this huge personality, and why is she not, you know, conforming to everything that we do here? When we meet Captain Jennifer Stone, we hear that she's the meanest 16-year-old in America and here she comes into the barracks and she immediately takes away Kelly's rainbow blanket. And I mean, man, like that would that would have been so heartbreaking for me like as a kid for someone to take my blanket that I like slept with all those years. And ugh, and later she tears it up. So that would have been And
0: later when she tears it up, yeah. I can't believe. Traumatizing.
1: Jennifer says to Kelly, you're on my list, maggot. And Kelly says, you'd be on mine if I have a list. So we see like Kelly is not really intimidated by Jennifer. And I love that. Great dynamic and great chemistry between Hillary and Christy. Side note, are you dying for Hillary to be a guest on Christie's YouTube channel for Christy's Kitchen Throwback?
0: It's it's amazing. But yeah, I think I think it'll be a timing thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe they'll be more calculated about it. And they'll do it when it gets closer to the Lizzie McGuire reboot actually launching. I think that would be the smartest move. So I think it'll happen. But we're gonna have to wait.
1: Yeah. Well, Hillary has done some YouTube collab stuff before. So I think I think it will definitely happen. Let's talk about when she meets Brad. So she sees Brad and she says, he looks like a rock star. And I would know because I've been this close to NSYNC. And then, you know, we realize what time period this movie was filmed in. And then there's this great moment where Jennifer, she's going to go talk to Brad actually about the dance that's coming up. And Kelly decides to go at the same time and like salute Brad. And Kelly beats Jennifer over there. It's like a little race between the two girls. And it's so, so good. I love it. Another quote I wrote down here, when Kelly first sees the drill team, she says, I believe in gun control. And Carla tells her, around here, that is gun control. And I was like, whoa,
0: Disney Channel went there. Like truly, 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 truly. Um, I mean, that would play so differently now. And it's, I feel like it's pretty insightful, really, to kind of know what, I I mean, I don't know that they would have had any idea that 17 years later what the conversation would mean around gun control. Right. But it's, yeah, that's pretty, it was pretty wild rewatching that more recently for sure.
1: Yeah. And I also remember like a lot of the promos for Cadet Kelly back in the day had a little um, subtitle that said, no guns, no real guns were used in the making of this movie, which you know, obviously they had to say.
0: I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure like some parents were concerned. If you know, if you were to watch a trailer and you saw them like spinning guns around, I'm sure... You know, a lot of people would have been like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to let my kids
1: watch this. I want to talk about Sergeant Gloria Ramos, who I love. And she winds up kind of helping Kelly along because Kelly is not doing too well. She can't get through this obstacle course. And Gloria is supervising her to do it on her own. And it's this terrible night where it's raining and everything. But it's the night of the dance. And after Kelly finally gets through the course she goes to the dance and is on top of a hill and then she loses her her footing and falls down and rolls into Jennifer inside and it's all muddy and i don't know that's definitely a moment from the movie uh there for sure but mostly wanted to mention gloria because i love 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 her character
0: it's that that's such a sweet moment because though this whole movie we see kelly like really trying, like yes, she's trying to f- she's trying to find her own footing, but she actually does really try. She's just like physically incapable, which you know if you're if you're not planning to do that, if you're in art school, you would be pretty ill prepared to do something like that, so Gloria is pretty great in realizing that you know like Kelly's actually really trying, like she is taking it seriously, and I feel like being really supportive in that is pretty important and pretty great to see play out.
1: And she brings it down to her level, to Kelly's level too. And she's like, whenever, you know, whenever I'm crawling through the mud here under this barbed wire, I always think about being back home in the sand. And Kelly's like, oh, that is poetry, Gloria. And it's just like, (laughs) yes, I love it. I love it. So let's get to what happens, the aftermath of Jennifer tearing up Kelly's blanket. So Kelly cannot... Deal with this, and so she decides to paint Jennifer's hair rainbow colors like the blanket while Jennifer is sleeping. And I don't, I don't really know how you do that, but again, I it's a decom. <laughs> we're gonna let it slide.
0: Yeah, I don't. The, the feasibility of that happening seems so unlikely, but I mean, she does it, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Jennifer literally freaks out when she sees that, and I'm surprised. Well, I guess I'm not surprised, but it's like you know, she's the opposite of Kelly as far as you know being. Very feminine and all that, so it, and, and she had pain in her hair. I th-
0: yeah, I think most of her. I think most of her anger is out of just the fact that Kelly got got to one up her in a sense. I don't right. even know that it's as much like she looks pretty horrified, which I think anybody would be. But even if you know it's going to wash out, I think she's just more upset that Kelly actually got the best of her and was able to, you know, kind of retaliate in that way.
1: But Kelly's punishment winds up being that she is sentenced to. The equipment manager for the drill team. And then like, honestly, the movie, it goes in a whole different direction at this point, because now Kelly's going to eventually join the drill team, uh, which is so perfect for her because she had this performing arts background. And there is like a performance aspect to it. So it's like, okay, see where this is going. And when Kelly starts to like the drill team, Gloria helps her train. And I made a note here because there's a song that is in... Um, in the movie when Gloria's helping her train. It's called Watch Me Shine by Joanna. They use a lot of the same music from Legally Blonde. And this song is in that movie. Also the song at the end of the movie, One Girl Revolution. What? Also in Legally Blonde. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And I don't know, if, have you watched Cadet Kelly on Disney Plus?
0: Uh, I haven't on Disney Plus yet.
1: So I'm very confused because obviously I've noticed with Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens how, you know, for like Copyright reasons, they have changed some of the music that's in the show. And they did it for Cadet Kelly. And I'm so confused because I've watched it on Disney now, like on demand and everything. And those songs were still in there. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But it's kind of like One Girl Revolution is still in. But this song is not Watch Me Shine. And then also the Macy Gray song relating to a psychopath is not in this movie on Disney+. Plus. Which I'm like, no. Yeah. It
0: might be, like, a global thing that Disney Plus is available globally, and it, and Disney now is probably only in the U.S., so it might have to do with, like, licensing for outside of the U.S. I don't know. That'd be my best guess. No, it but. could
1: be. could be. Kelly does make the drill team, which is super exciting, and Sir congratulates her with a handshake, and he'd been doing that some during the movie, like, he's not a hugger, and that's when... Kelly is like, you've got to, you know, learn to be a dad because also her mom is pregnant at this point. So we see things start to shift with him. Relating to a psychopath moment, that's when we first see Jennifer and Kelly like do this little choreography together. And Jennifer's just doing it on her own. It's her solo. This is for the drill team competition. And then Kelly joins and it's kind of this fun little moment. And Brad sees, Gloria sees, and they're like, we need to make this a thing. So reluctantly, Jennifer does this uh, choreography with Kelly, and they're going to do it for their final competition, uh, which is coming up. And as we kind of fast forward to the end of the movie here, Kelly's dad is going to come to her final competition. But on the day of the competition, we get a phone call from her dad, and he's not on the line. Something's wrong. And so Kelly actually leaves with her stepfather to go rescue her dad. He had, like, rappelled off a mountain nearby and fell, and it was just, you know, bad and so that's the moment, though, where we see Sir become a dad. And Kelly rappels down the mountain like she learned in her training at school. She rescues her biological father. And in the end, she and Sir share a hug, which is great. So the final scene of this movie is when Jennifer and Kelly do their performance. And I mean, how great is this? It's so good.
0: Uh, it's amazing. I do feel my... Here's my only kind of hiccup like they're not really fully friends but they definitely are Tall, like they're tolerable of one another and they kind of have the you know Jennifer kind of has this smirk like yes we're gonna crush this and I don't know it's like I wish we could have seen the dynamic of them change to get to the point where they could actually do this routine with one another
1: right and really like Jennifer's still kind of upset with Kelly right beforehand because she left, you know, to go rescue her dad and she wasn't there for their, you know, group routine or whatever. So, yeah. And, and there's even a moment where they're like, right. Jennifer says, we have a lot of ground to make up because of you. And then Kelly says, it's a good thing we're good at this.
0: Excellent. It's a good thing we're excellent yeah. at this. Or is it good at this? It's yeah, it's so funny. She's so confident.
1: So it's amazing. One Girl Revolution. So iconic. Love the ribbons. Just so good. Their school comes in second place by one point, which, I mean, we see this happen in movies sometimes where it's not like the super happy ending, but Kelly has had a journey. And I think that's what matters. You know, she's had a journey. She's Mm -hmm. made lots of friends. Her dad is okay. Her stepdad is going to be great. And everything's just, you know, good for Kelly. And then at the very end, actually, we see Jennifer kind of tell Kelly, like, great job, basically. And... Kelly hugs her awkwardly. Jennifer's very military, no hugging. And then Jennifer tells Kelly that her father got transferred to Europe and she's going to move, but she wants Kelly to be a platoon leader, just like her, and have to deal with a little maggot, which is just a great way to end it. And the whole movie ends on a still shot of, like, Kelly smiling, and uh, we didn't even talk about how Kelly narrates this movie, too, which is uh, how it also ends, but
0: but Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. And I mean, there's a lot of DCOMs that I need to go back and watch when I'm not live streaming them for a hundred hours. Right. And they'll hit <laughs> a little better. Um, so I need to, you know, go through the list on Disney Plus for sure. But I would make a statement now that no other decom does a fam like a very interesting and meaningful family dynamic that Cadet Kelly does. I just don't think it exists in the same capacity and done nearly as well as this movie.
1: Well, and Kelly's just like such a free spirit. And I love that you talked about how she's not selfish, too, because there's the whole situation where Carla, you know, tells her that she comes from like a broken home. And Kelly helps her pick out a dress for, you know, the dance and just becomes such a good friend for Carla. So, yeah, there is so much heart to this movie. And you don't even realize that as a kid. And Hillary's so good in this. Like, I love her in this role.
0: Just how Hillary Duff. Puts two syllables in school every time. Going to military school? School?
1: <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> school. I remember I remember the trailer, like, the commercials for that movie so vividly. Yeah. military school? I'm like, no one says school like that, girl. What I love about Hillary is she's kind of the same, but always a different character. Mm-hmm. She's always Hillary Duff. Like, she's always, you know, there's some, like, quirks and things about her that's always going to be the same so it's. I feel like it's pretty difficult to be the same but different across your whole career. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kelsey Peters, I'm like, this is like a, it feels like a weird Lizzie McGuire, but it's definitely not. But you can see, you can see, like, touches of her, you know, herself, and I think that's her just putting, you know, part of who she really is in all of her roles, which is great. Yeah. But, like, Kelsey Peters and Lizzie McGuire are very different in a right, lot of ways. right.
1: Yeah. And and I remember when I'll just jump in really quick. I remember when Younger started, like it was hard for me to kind of see like, oh, this is not Lizzie. And and she looks different because she looks older and younger. But now, like seeing pictures that they're sharing about the Lizzie reboot, I'm like, wait a minute. Is that not Kelsey Peters? Like what's going on?
0: But then like when you I saw the photo of, you know, when she's introducing Gordo and those photos that came out in that video and it's like okay there's my lizzie mcguire this like kind of funky hair and this weird kind of shirt and that really to me i was like yes this is not kelsey peters um and i'm I'm really curious how different she's going to be from kelsey since they're going to they're both going to be in new york they're going to be like the same age so yeah i don't know i'm i'm ready yeah i'm ready
1: oh yeah oh yeah And am I remembering, this is just a quick side note. Am I remembering, don't you have a Lizzie McGuire like hairstyle video on your YouTube channel? Or maybe it was Vlogs.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on Vlogs, but I did um, like a Lizzie McGuire tutorial where I found a real tacky outfit and I like did my hair. I got like a million butterfly clips and I put like three, because I remember specifically I'm like. I'm doing like this makeup tutorial and it's really kind of tongue in cheek. And I put three different lip glosses on top of one another because I'm like, Ethan Kraft is not going to notice you if you don't have at least three levels of lip gloss on. Uh, But yeah, that's a really fun. That was a really fun kind of goofy video.
1: Let's wrap up here with Quizzy McGuire. I have a trivia question for you. All right. I'm assuming you're familiar with the Disney Mania albums. Hillary was featured on three Disney Mania songs. Do you know the three songs? Oh my gosh! Surely you know one.
0: Do I know one? Didn't she do? I like feel like I remember her and Haley Duff did a song, and was it the Siamese Cat song from Lady and the Tramp?
1: That's one.
0: Oh my gosh! That is one. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not an obvious one.
1: No, that's not.
0: Um, oh, man.
1: Here's hints for the other two. Okay. One, they play at Goofy's Kitchen. What? <laughs> yeah. The other one, I know it gets played at the Art of Animation Resort.
0: It's either, like, a mermaid song or a Lion King song, but it would have to be mermaid. Uh, oh, no. Uh? Did she sing something from the Lion King? Featured. Then she's got to be, like, Nala and just can't wait to be king. Is that...
1: No, do you want me to tell you?
0: Oh my gosh, please tell me. This is I okay. feel <laughs> I feel embarrassed by not knowing this, which is such a silly thing.
1: So Hillary was a part of the OG Disney Channel Circle of Stars, Circle of Life.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, I remember that video now that you said that.
1: Also with Christy Carlson Romano, yes. Raven Simone.
0: Everybody's in that. I can see I can literally see the video right now, like in my head.
1: Oh yeah, that little pink top she had on. Yeah, There's
0: so many people in that movie or in that video, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should have just assumed. I should have just assumed.
1: I'll give you one more hint for the last one, better than the other hint I gave you. But it's a theme park attraction. Okay, It was one of the okay. first like animatronic things at a park.
0: I mean, does she do Tiki Room?
1: She does Tiki Room.
0: How have I never heard this? Oh it was God. on the
1: first <laughs> Disney Mania album. She did the Tiki Tiki Room. Yep.
0: Wow.
1: And it was before she like, had a music career. So
0: That's crazy. I've, I have never, I truly don't think I've ever heard of that at all.
1: Well, they play it at Goofy's Kitchen. So next time you're there. I was
0: at Goofy's <laughs> like two months ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they played in there. <laughs>
0: oh, that's incredible. Um, great nuggets of information. And I can't wait to go down that YouTube rabbit hole to find Do it. Do it. those. And then listen to other Disney mania. <laughs>
1: Well Tiffany Mink, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being on Duff enough.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you. I yeah, like like I said, I love any opportunity to talk about you know any part of this fandom. Like any any kind of facet within the Disney fandom is so fascinating to me. Decoms rank pretty high as far as my like segmentation of my Disney fandom. Like decoms are such like a pivotal point of my life same that being able to talk about like Cadet Kelly and Hillary Duff who's my favorite I like she, I, she truly is my favorite Disney Channel star to have ever come out of the Disney Channel world so this has been great and lovely and I love that you do an entire podcast dedicated to her because it's what she deserves
1: it is what she deserves and like my really like my Disney fandom runs deep but I always say like my Hillary Duff fandom runs just as deep and I know like I went to I saw you actually after D23 and I was like talking about my highlights and I was being very tame when I said like the Hillary Duff Lizzie McGuire announcement was the highlight. That was like a highlight of my life, like when she came out at D23. So
0: Oh, I cried.
1: Oh my gosh. I
0: legit cried. Like the Disney Plus panel. And I mean, I was very fortunate enough to get into all of the like the big panels, the parks panel and the movie panel and the um that Disney Plus panel. And honestly, that Disney Plus panel to me was the most exciting. Mm-hmm. And I I legit cried when she came out. And it was like the first thing that they did. It was like, where do you even go? from this I know in this panel. It was uh it was incredible. And I feel like you could feel like the there was like an there was a there was an electricity in the room when it happened.
1: One hundred percent like no
0: one knew no one knew it was actually gonna be happening. Like there's been murmurs and rumors for years. And it's one of those things that people just like talk about and it's like this is never confirmed. Is this ever gonna really be a thing? And so when it happened, it was just like a uh, jaw to the floor. Yep. So good.
1: Yeah. I literally thought I was going to pass out. Like I felt weak. It's it's so true. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go. This has been so much fun. Uh, really quick. Do you want to plug your social media for listeners?
0: Oh, sure. Um, I'm on Instagram. I only really do like Disney content on there. I'm at Tiff Mink. You can find me on YouTube for more Disney content. Just Tiffany Mink. And on Twitter, at Minkus, which is just kind of chaos over there. So, Twitter.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thank
0: you, Tiffany. Thanks. Have a good one.
1: And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff!